Good evening, listeners, and Merry Christmas. I hope you're all doing well this holiday season, surrounded by those you love most. For some of you, I can imagine those people being your family. For others, the group of people with whom you work the local carnival. For others still, it could be... a pet. I don't know. For me, Christmas has always been a time when I've decided to come into work and force the writers to look over their contracts which reveal that, yes, they do in fact have to work on Christmas Day. Now, listeners, you're not mistaken, this episode is not in fact coming out on Christmas Day and is in fact arriving in your ears on December the 23rd. But that's not really relevant to whether or not I expect my crew to come in bright and early 365 days a year. Ships don't take holidays, I say, and recently I've come to think of myself as a sort of captain, or commodore, to be more specific. Uh, you know, it's very good you mentioned ships, Mr. Narrator, because today we have something really wonderful for all our listeners. With Christmas soon rearing its ugly head, uh, I'm sure that most of you have been taken totally by surprise and haven't bought a single thing for anyone. Well, now you can do all, all your shopping with one purchase thanks to Porter's Fleet in several bottles. Yes, yes, you can purchase up to 60 tall ships, each in their own unique bottle, and wipe out your entire Christmas list in just one go. Porter's Fleet in several bottles. We're desperate. A special thank you to tonight's sponsor. They've sent some additional copy for me to read, but I really don't feel it's necessary. Tonight we have another anthology of wonderful Yuletide tales for you to indulge in. And remember, if you don't like one of them, just call in and a near army of riders will be forced to crank out a new one before the broadcast is concluded. Until then, enjoy this story of Christmas, courtesy of the Anti-Defamation League. Can you pause the nostalgia, be a mensch, and open up? Oh, well, sure. If you'd rather hear something less positive, though, I don't think I, 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 I don't know where to start. I suppose if my parents, that's where my therapist wanted me to begin, they, they, they weren't the kindest folks, bought expensive belts, and, and boy, they shouldn't know how to use them. <laughs> I 
appreciate the candor, but please open the door, Jude. I need to speak to you face to face. All right, yeesh. I got the grease all over my piggies. Just, 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 just put a sock in it. Where? In the sack slot. It opens the door. Oh, I see. Okay, that's fairly self-explanatory. All right, Abraham, what is it? What troubles you so much that you had to fetch and schlep your way up six stories of our humble little tenement from your basement to my, 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 my penthouse of all places to interrupt my Christmas lot because it's the middle of the morning? It's the landlord. Now it's the middle of the morning. I think I know. I got a nice view up here. I mean Antiochus. Landlord Antiochus? The human bedbug himself. What about him? Is he being a general distant tenement owner who is, who is, who is forcing his realtors to do, to do most of the tenement building management for him as a tradition? No, Jude. He's getting involved. I hey. Seems there's some big trouble in little Israel. And it's all because of Antiochus having his fit. Well, what could set him off? Considering the dryness of his clothes, flint and steel would do fine. His tush is in a twist because Tzettel didn't pay rent early. Reb Lazar snuck in a photo of a dog, and Topol made a great blunder of turning on the hot water. Anywho, the skinny is that he's going to be turning off the electric any day now. Oh, what horrible news, Abraham. And during the holiday season, too. You know, if it could only get cold enough here in Israel, we'd have snow by now. Oh, he's a cruel guy, he is. The worst part is, is it's because he wants to evict. But the legal process takes a while, and he thinks we'll leave if of our own volition if the lights go out. He isn't wrong, but if he kicks everybody out, he'll lose all his precious rent. What, What could he possibly want with an empty building? It's the land. He wants to demolish everything, sell the land. Then he could be he could be rebuilt as rest stops, casinos, or golf courses. Eck, my my having no real idea what those three things are should really clue folks onto just how ancient the year this is occurring in is. What are we gonna do? The lights are out. I can't see the stairs, and I'm in danger of falling. The lights are out. I can't see my reflection, and I've forgotten what I look like. The lights are out. I've lost all sensation in both my legs. I can feel a bout of early-onset dementia coming on. See? Just look at how much trouble this is already causing. And it isn't even dark yet. There's got to be something we can do. Fee-fi-foo-fum! What was that? There you go, you lord! Come on, or you still can! Look out the window! It's the landlord! It's gonna get pretty dark in there pretty soon! Winter days may not be colder here, but they still are shorter! Why don't you all come out now, or you can still see the way out? No way! Know how? We're leaving, Antiochus. 
Day's over in just a few short hours. Why don't we see what you runs have to say when old Phoebus has one too many and passes out on the bed of the horizon? Well said for a wino landlord. Now where's my one-way ticket to Golf Course Central Station, folks? Where's your Christmas spirit, fearful Antiochus? What? Christmas spirits? Are they still out and about? Just yesterday, those three ne'er-do-wills visited me in me slumber to try to convince me to be a better person by illuminating for me the, the problematic nature of my past, the hungry nature of my present, and a dismal future where I turned into a hunk of stone with my name written where the face should be. Well, I told them they could go suck eggs, and I'd be shooing them all for depriving me of a good night's rest. Trading my fists for lawyers was the best decision I've ever made. You're a heartless wretch, Antiochus. Having a pacemaker does not make me heartless, Maccabee. What a cruel, cruel thing to say. What now? Is it a crime that Margarine just doesn't do it for me? You'll regret this, you old Scrooge, Antiochus. You think he's just going to wait there until we all come out in a sad procession? Not a doubt in my dome. Oh, Jude, look! Even your Christmas tree is bowing its head in sadness. What a dismal sight! And no decorations on it. Perhaps, perhaps you should, before the night arrives, embellish it a little. Some nice little colorful bulbs, maybe some Christmas dreidels, a star with six prongs for the top, you know. C cover it with some traditional Christmas iconography. Uh, you could put some little men, or maybe, Wait, uh... Wait, that's it! What was that you just said? Christmas tree? No, after that. Christmas dreidel? Further still. Maybe, uh... No! Menara! You said Menara! Oh no, I really don't think I did, actually. Maybe I should have, but I didn't. Nevertheless, my dear Abraham, the reindeer of your mind have certainly struck a geriatric. Have you still your Christmas menorah from last year? Oh, of course! I intend on making it a family heirloom whenever we decide to finally adopt my neighbors and their children. No time for idle wishing! Grab it, hurry! On it! Here she is! Perfect! How do you know it's a girl Christmas menorah? Oh, Doc told me I took it in to see him because it had a fever. Thank goodness it's healthy now! And do you see how shiny this is? This is plated with real gelt, or at the very least, something very gelt-like, such as uh, pyrite or uh, bright yellow paint. The glow from the menorah will doubtless light the whole tenement. Eureka! But Jude, because of all the latkes you made, there's only enough olive oil left in your used pan on the stove to keep the Christmas menorah lit for but a night. Antiochus will surely wrangle everyone when the light expires. I'm afraid it's a risk we're going to have to take. If we can keep the Christmas menorah lit through all eight days of Christmas, by the law of Israel, we will be immediately granted squatter's rights, and the tenement will be ours, forever, owned cooperatively by its residents, forever. But isn't, isn't there only one day of Christmas? Well, in laws even more ancient, there's twelve, actually, with rings and geese and, 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 and turtle doves and, and, and partridges and such. Geese? But that's neither here nor there. Here goes 
Nothing. And here's the eight glowing days of Christmas, my dear Abraham. A lovely Christmas story to start us off, but I hope you don't think the broadcast has concluded. We've still many more horrors to get through. Now, dear friends, for a very, very traditional Christmas story, a story of a true Yule Miraculum, the story of Good King Wenceslas. Good Lord, give me something. I want something, please, someone give me anything. I want things, I'm begging. Ooh, come hither, Paige. What is that? Seems like a beggar to me. Oh, well, what is he after? Sire, seems like he wants something. Anything, really. Well... Okay. Think, Wenceslaus, think. What do we beggars want? Poor peasants. Tell me, Paige, is it cold out? Very cold. Bitter cold. Mm-hmm. No, I can't think of anything. Let's leave this guy behind and find someone new. Someone with clearer needs. Oh, wait! Uh, no, 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 no! I, 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 I want! Or, or rather, I need! Uh, uh, warmth! The I, idea of... Uh, c- come back! Uh, I, I am yet another beggar. Desperate for very specific food and wood with... Which to warm myself by burning it. There you go. Now that's a peasant worth saving. Hither, Paige. Stay close to me. Do I have to? How else would I issue command without you standing by me? What, do you want me to call over to you? My voice would get hoarse. Now, that peasant over there. Who is he? Where does he live? And what kind of house does he have? Sire, he lives a good league hence. How far is that? Is it more or less than 270 chains? Uh, it just says here, a good league. I don't know if the quality has anything to do with the distance, but it's fair to bet on at least one kilo rod. Oh, he must be really desperate to have walked so far, you know. Why... Such a depth of need is unfathomable. So this is the peasant you want to grant aid and comfort to? Better than that, Paige. I'll be giving him uncooked food and wood to start a fire to possibly cook with. However, the royal matches will remain with me, and no tinder. Uh, That would make his life condescendingly easy. Of course, sir. And... And we're going to watch him try to start the fire. And we're going to watch him eat. And, further, hire the finest artist to paint an image of him dining. That I might look upon it whenever my fancy should strike me. Of course, sire. Now start writing all this down. 
This event is worth turning into a song. A good song, what ho? A St. Stephen's Day feast song that everyone will sing every St. Stephen's Day, the 26th of December. Long, Long live, live St. Stephen. Oh, how I love December 26th. Now let's go, Paige, to gather supplies. For even I, a monarch in the Middle Ages, don't have any assets readily available. So, it's off to the root cellar, located conveniently just two leagues north-northeast of this very spot. Yeah, I'm done. Too cold. Don't like it. Don't see the point of helping. Bah, Paige, you know it's not what you say. Hear me. Walk where I have walked, and you will feel vaguely warmer. Or at the very least, not quite as cold. Oh, also, take off your shoes, so you don't muddy my footprints with your shriveled, grimy, peasanty, gate-reading legs. Okay, yeah, I guess that's a little better, you know, vaguely. Okay, let's, let's go get the food for the peasant. Did I need to come... Can't you just carry it yourself? Why do you keep the wood in the root cellar? Because I only cook my peasants' turkeys with burning roots. I am good King Wisenslaus. La 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 la. Go on, sing with me. Sing with me. What a wishy-washy story that was. But it's what you animals wanted. And that, dear friends, is the true story of how a duke became a saint and was later made a king of Bohemia. Bohemia is now Czechoslovakia, a communist regime, which just goes to show what charity gets you. Now for a reimagining of the story of our dear friend to the north, good old Saint Nick, now observed through the lens of the single most bone-chillingly frightening writer, Tartarus ever let backstroke across the river Styx. For your listening pleasure, Mary Shelley's Santa Claus. I'm Captain John Kringle of the HMS Arctic Venture. We were sent north to seek a northwest passage to the Borford Sea several months ago, and while our adventures have been harrowing, it was not the cold, nor the loneliness, nor the many deaths of the crew members that has withered our spirit. Instead, it was a traveler we saw running along the ice, chasing after his team of sled dogs. When we observed the figure, we believed, as all men believe, that it was a mirage. Then we concluded that we were all dreaming and the image was a bit of bad porridge digesting. Then we thought, well, Hey, maybe it's like a shadow. An argument ensued over what could cause a shadow like that. After about an hour of discussion, it became clear that what we were seeing was a real man. We came to that conclusion when he shouted, I'm a real man, please stop talking and help me. But I was still not convinced. So, Traveler, what is your name? That will be revealed in time. I have chosen to reveal it cunningly through a series of letters detailing every waking moment of my life from the time I went to college to this very second. 
I did notice you were riding. I must admit, I admire your speed. Well, I am a part-time stenographer in addition to my day job of being the greatest scientist to ever live. Well, that's nice. Now, do you want us to get to your home? My name is Victor Claus. It all began 20 years ago. I'm a young freshman, in college. Hey, Professor, I ask, can you bring people back to life? No, no, I'm a big-time professor and an expert in everything, and I say no. Here's a story about how I know. I'm that same professor, but currently I'm young and innocent. Boy, I'd sure like to know how to bring people back to life. It is I, the very merchant of Venice, come to explain why your dreams are stupid through the use of an illustrative story. I'm a young merchant here in France. I bet I could sell someone a life-giving potion. Fool, I'm a farmer and I think you're wrong. Here's a story about why. Sir, I'm going to ask you to keep this to just your story. No, 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 but, but, but I have to include the farmer's story. How else am I supposed to illustrate the dangers of modern science and man's hubris? Just skip straight to the hubris. Okay, so I had just created a monster by stitching together a bunch of different body parts. All right, slow down here. How did you bring it to life? Oh, I, I'm not going to explain that. Uh, but if you would let me keep going, I'd really like to talk about the mountains that surround my home. Oh, and my difficulty in my college anatomy courses. Very hard to find the patella when you don't know what that means. Please focus on the monster. Well, okay, but it's very spooky. Why, it's so bone-chillingly frightening that I don't think anyone can possibly handle hearing it. Please, go ahead. We must know. No, 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 it's much too scary. We're man enough. Come on. Well, okay. All right, so the monster escaped because right after making him, I fell asleep. <gasps> Ooh. And then he got out and he read a bunch of books and got a bunch of ideas about what it means to be a person. Scared yet? Not particularly. Okay, well then try this on for size. He murdered my family. That's good. Okay, then how about this? He murdered my family because I wouldn't make him a wife. Why not? Oh, just cuz. Well, anyway, yada yada yada, everyone I love is dead and the monster escaped to the North Pole and now I'm tracking him down to kill him. And I bet you're wondering who this monster really is, right? Well, no, it's very obvious the thing you made that went on a murderous rampage even though it understands the human condition. Oh, um, maybe I didn't explain that, right? Let me try again. Um, so... Yo, hey! Victor Claus, it is I, your very monster come to put an end to you. He gots! Yeah, it is I. And I have taken the very name of man's worst enemy. Satan. Satan! You've killed him! Yeah, and every other man on this ship too. 
You were forged from their corpses an army of servants for me to do my bidding. Well, you could have just compelled them to do it. You clearly have means to- Silence. Forge my army as slaves. Well, to make an army from this group, they'd have to be pretty short. Then so be it. An army of short people, whatever. I'll call them elves. And so it was, Santa would spend his days with his armies of custom-built elves forging toys for the good boys and girls of the world and harvesting bad children to forge yet more elves to work in his shop. Also, he gets a sleigh somehow. Thank you very much, Mary Shelley, for that wonderful story. Merry Christmas to all and a Merry Shelley to everyone. (laughs) 